When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Hello, this is Jenny. I am thrilled to be back with you again, um, talking about an important subject that I really coach a lot of my clients through. This um, action creates a lot of mind drama for moms and dads, and it's how to tell the extended family about your LGBTQ child. Basically, it's your coming out to your family and you know, your child's come to you and um, now they are ready to start telling the extended family and you have lots of feelings about that. Um, Most parents feel a lot of trepidation and fear about this next step. And so you want it to go so perfectly where everybody says and does the right thing, but you know, you can't control the humans. And there might be a lot of reasons that you're ready for your extended family to know, like you might, um, your child might want to start dating or posting on social media, and you want your close friends and family members to know from you and not see it on Facebook. Um, you want to, like, you're kind of thinking people are making assumptions and you don't want them to be gossiping about your child. And your family members or community might be like, you're tired of hearing like negative labels or stereotypes. And so you want them to know, hey, when you say this, this is actually affecting somebody you love. And you don't want your child to feel like they are living a lie or not acting true to themselves. And you want to feel that have them feel accepted for who they really are. So these are all probably really good reasons to come out as a family. So what do you do? How do you best control how this goal goes? Well, my first piece of advice is to come to peace that there are things that you are not going to be able to control. Letting go control of people's words, people's actions, people's thoughts. You cannot control the words, actions, or thoughts of other people, but you can control, and this is what I want you to focus on, is your thoughts about people's words and actions and thoughts, your words and your reactions to people's words, actions, and thoughts. And this is where coaching is so valuable because um, we all have a story about people's words, people, we always have a story about other people and um coaching is what really kind of cleans up how we interact with other people. It cleans up our thought process around it. And I want you to know, like you being an advocate is one of the best ways you can show support and love to your LGBTQ child. The research is staggering on how important a family's acceptance will be for your LGBTQ child's life and mental health. The more acceptance they feel within their family, the less likely they will engage in really risky behaviors. Um, LGBTQ young people that feel rejected by their family more than eight times are as likely to attempt suicide, nearly six times as likely to report high levels of depression, more than three times as likely to use illegal drugs, and more than three times as likely to be at high risk for HIV and other sexually transmitted diseases. So this is really sobering evidence and it increases the importance of what we support, we ask from our extended family. And on the flip side of that research for LGBTQ youth, um, the youth that feel accepted by their families show that they have 
a much more satisfying lives and closer relationships to their families. And that one day they really want a family for themselves. So handling this coming out to extended family in the right way is one of the most important gifts we can give our LGBTQ children. And Parent advocacy, advocacy for LGBTQ youth, such as requiring what others, including other family members, res- respect them, reduces our child's risk for health and mental problems and helps promote their well-being. And when we advocate for LGBTQ children, that it's just the best gift. So I've coached a lot of families through this exact scenario. And telling your extended family brings a lot of fear up. So if you're feeling fear, know that you're normal. But I'm going to talk with you right now um, about seven, eight tools, nine tools I'm giving you today, nine tools on how to handle this. Okay. And the first one is who? Um, One of the biggest mistakes I see parents make is telling others without the permission from their LGBTQ children. When parents find out about their LGBTQ child, they need support. And out of that need, they mistakenly share information that is not theirs to share. This can do a lot of damage to you and your child's relationship. Your child has shown you great trust in coming to you. You need to show your child the same trust by letting them decide how the rest of the family will find out. Getting support for yourself is key because you still need to talk about it, but you need to seek that support outside of your immediate circle so that you can honor your child's privacy and protect your relationship. I can't stress this enough how important it is that you let your child decide who they want to tell. You know, Nick, when he came out, he was pretty vocal, so it wasn't a real issue. Um, But as we were telling, like, the grandmas, we did have discussions and um, how to do it. And so that's my next tool is how. Do I send an email? Do I FaceTime? Is my LGBTQ child there? These are all really important decisions, and there's no one right answer. Every family is completely different. Every situation is unique, and so many different variables are involved. Um, like I said, one of our grandmas, um, my sister told my mom and that just worked best for us. And so the most important aspect is really to consider how my LGBTQ child is comfortable, like what and how, what he's comfortable with, or she's comfortable with. Once you have that discussion, then you decide what is the best way to move forward. You are the only one who knows all the players involved. You know, your consider your family's dynamic and culture and your child's wishes Then make the best plan and to proceed. Um, just make the decisions, consider the wishes and move forward. Okay. Number three, prepare you and your child. It is your job to prepare yourself and your child emotionally. And what I'm saying is you need to do some coaching with your child beforehand and explain to your child about how, whatever this family reacts has nothing to do with the child, how someone will react has nothing to do with the child being LGBTQ and has everything to do with that person's capabilities. And when I'm talking about their capabilities, I'm talking about their capability to love and feel compassion for others. Help them to understand that if someone reacts negatively, it is because of their limits on loving others and ultimately their limit on loving themselves. And just because people are older doesn't mean they are wiser and always respond in healthier ways. And so it's really important to kind of lay um, a groundwork, like if this goes this way, what you should make their words mean is this lack of understanding, lack of ability to love. It's not that they don't want to be supportive. This is the best they could do. This is their capability right now, but that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. Okay. So the pre-coaching is really important. 
Number four is know your objective. Um, my husband always has this, um, rule. He goes in every conversation, like a serious conversation, go in with what you want out of the, um, conversation. So what is your objective for telling this person? You need to decide what you want from the conversation. Like, what is your goal? My objective to tell my son's grandparents was for them to love him for who he truly is to gain a better understanding of who he was. I didn't want my son to have to continue to lie and to live around this lie when he was with the family. I wanted them to really just start to develop an honest relationship and a place where he could be his authentic self and not the version he thinks they want him to be, or he he thinks he should be. I wanted it to be a much more authentic relationship. So I reminded them to have a good relationship with my son that they didn't have to agree with his choices, but they did need to develop understanding and compassion. And I knew that even though we didn't view this as bad news that they might, and you have to show grace kind of, and that to be fair, fair for them, I needed to allow them time and space to process this new circumstance. It took me a lot of time to understand all of this as his mother. So I needed to allow my family members that same time and grace, but I was very clear in my mind and with my expectations for my family's members, like the capabilities before we even started the conversation, like in some of my family members, I knew that this would be difficult. So I went in very soft talking about how much, like, I love that you love my, our family so much and you're so supportive and you love my son and this might be hard to hear, but we want you to have a real authentic relationship. And so coming from that angle led to really beautiful conversations. Um, Number five is know your words. I know like if you take the time to plan your words, using the the right words will make a huge difference with how they react. And I kind of gave you a scenario just right before. Um, The Gottman Institute has done a lot of research with how to have really difficult conversations. And the research is clear that how you start the conversation will predict 96% of the time how successful the conversation will be. So you start off with the conversation negatively, then basically that will be how the conversation will go. So start the conversation with what we call our soft openings. Focus on I statements versus you statements. Describe what is happening without judgment. Be very factual, be very authentic, be polite, appreciative, focus on this event without bringing up all like old family grievances. So I really think some um, good opening options are, I value your support and I love so much that I want to be honest with you about what is happening in our family's lives. Um, I am sharing this information about my child with you because I feel safe enough in our love and I know you will work on your understanding. We know you love our son or our daughter, and this might be something you don't know about our son or our daughter. And we're telling you this because we want you to continue to be a part of their life. Words matter, write them down. What you want to say, practice and practice again, you setting the tone with how this goes will really help their, their relationship in the future. Okay. Number six, stay in your lane when it comes to emotions. Okay. What I mean about this is there will probably be a very emotional conversation for all parties involved and make the decision ahead of time, how you want to feel during that conversation. Deciding ahead of time, how you want to feel will really help keep your emotions in control, regardless how others respond. Like when I um, talk to um, 
one of his grandmothers, I wanted to feel love for her. And so kind of my thought was this will be hard news for her. Like she will be doing the best she can. And so I was had thoughts that created that love from me and not from what she was doing. So how you do this is, like I said, work on your thoughts and keep your feeling peace and curiosity with how the other person is responding. So even if you can't feel positive emotion to their response, you work on getting your, your emotions to neutral. Like if you can't feel love more neutral, like the best way to do this is just to stay curious, to be very curious with how they react. Like don't go into the conversation all knowing, really try to stay open to whatever reaction you receive. So before a difficult conversation, I remind myself of these thoughts. I have no idea what is the best way for this person to react. And during the conversations, I like to think, this is so interesting how they're feeling or how they're reacting to this news. Like that thought alone, like just makes me kind of give some distance and not really react like from my fight, flight and freeze. Like I just kind of stay loose. So staying away from thoughts that make me feel like the other person is doing it wrong, that helps me control my own emotions and helps me show up how I want to in the conversation. So you need to learn to give space to your brain to let people behave how they want to, which is funny because people are going to react how they want to anyways, but there's some kind of magic when, when we make a decision in our brain, like they get to totally react how they want to, and we give them permission. Then we show up much like we feel much more in control of our own emotions. Like we're like, they totally get to react how they want, but I'm going to react. I can control how I react to the reaction. And so kind of thinking of the scenario, I like to um, go to the worst case scenario in that. And like, if they do this, how do I want to show up? And that kind of gives me um, some leverage in that conversation of like some confidence of um, it's if, even if it goes this badly, I know how I'm going to react. And I know I want to, like, I will always want to be calm and loving and understanding, even if they're reacting badly. And so I think how to respond to that. And that really gives me um, that peace and that confidence going into it. Okay. Seven is focus on solution versus the problem. Um, when someone comes out, people might have the tendency to focus on the wrong question. Like they tend to focus on why are they LGBTQ? Like versus how can we support our LGBTQ family member? They focus on the why. So if your family focuses on the why, politely state how unimportant that why is and how it is more important and helpful to focus on the how. How can we support? How can we love? How can we help? Remind them of your common thinking. We both love our grandson. We both want, want our grandson to feel valued and loved. We both don't think this world, this would be our grandson's path. We didn't think this was going to be our grandson's path, but we, but we were wrong. And we both want him to have a relationship with Christ. Like think about what you both want for that person. And when you change that conversation from what they think is the problem and you move to solutions, then it becomes a much more healing, healthy conversation and really protective. And at this point, you might have been thinking and educating yourself for months. So give your family the time and resources that you needed to become the advocate you are today. Um, and I have a list of books and podcasts that you could reach out to me and I'd love to give to you. In fact, I'll probably do a whole podcast just on that. Okay, give week rest. Um, this is really, I think, helpful in being a gift to your family member. So they usually are loving your family member too, but this is going to be confusing for them. So be clear on what you and your child needs. Don't be shy about making requests. Be as specific as you can be on what is the best way for them to show love and support for your child. Each simple request, like text them more often, ask them about their life, go on a monthly date with them or comment on social media. These are really simple examples of ways to show love and support. 
So once they have the time to process, most family members really do want to show some type of support, but no, don't really know how to do it. So if you are also unclear how they could show support, ask your child, ask them for what they would feel, how they would feel love and support from their fa extended family. So when we give specific requests on what we need, it is really a gift to the other person and can strengthen the relationship. In most cases, I've seen um, when I've coached families through this, relationships become stronger through this process of coming out because all players really become more, much more mindful with how they're showing love and supporting each other's lives. So it's almost sometimes a gift to strengthen relationships. And okay, this is really important when we're doing requests. Remember these requests are requests, not demands. Let your family know that you know they love your child and you also respect how they want to manifest that love. Allow them to inquire to the Lord like so they can get their own revelation how the Lord wants them to love. Um, you can make requests, but then if they don't honor those requests, be very careful with your thinking. Like if they don't do what you ask them to do, think they're not, don't be thinking they don't support my child. They don't love me. They don't respect me. No, like they're trying to figure this out. They will come to the table and because you want to be really clean with your thinking. So when you see them and with them, you're showing them love. And the more love we showed other people, um, especially from a genuine place, then it's easier for them to start showing love. Okay. And so it just sometimes takes time. Okay. Number nine, be very clear on what is not acceptable. Remember how you were, you are treating your child is setting the pattern for your extended family. So let them know that you will not tolerate any behavior that reflects abuse disrespect, or any type of shaming shown towards your child. This is the time to talk about the powerful research of what support means for your child's health. When I gave you all the scenarios for the suicide and the drug use and um, depression. And remember that even if your child does something they disapprove of, your child still needs love. They still need to feel valued, safe, and accepted by our family. So show loving to your child isn't just telling them that they love them, but it also includes helping them feel safe, valued, and accepted. So even though all families are unique and different, all families can function much healthier with proper mental health education. So use this as guidance and make a personal plan for how you want your coming out to your extended family, because really with the right tools, this can help any family bridge to a stronger relationship. So I'm going to go through them really quickly for you again. The nine tools to for your plan for your extended family is, and this could be for community too, who? Are you going to tell how you're going to tell them prepare you and your child what you're going to think like go to worst case scenario know your objective out of um the conversation and letting them know know your words be very mindful in the words you're saying stay in your lane when it comes to emotions like you only focus on how you're going to stay calm and don't try to control the other person's emotions you're not in charge of managing how they're going to feel about this you just manage how you're going to feel about your child coming out and you, how you're going to react to their words. Seven, focus on solutions versus the problem. If they want to focus on the why, gently nudge them to the how, how we're going to support our um, child now. And eight, give requests, get specific. Um, people like really love sometimes a roadmap of how they can show support. But then also on the other hand, if they, it's just requests, not demands, if they do it differently just be thankful. And the last one is be very clear on what is acceptable. 
So these are really great tools. Um, these are tools that we talk about in our community a lot. Um, if you want to um, check out our community, go to liftittogether.com. And this is community just for families like you who have an LGBTQ child and are wanting to get cleaned thinking on how to support your child, how to have a better relationship with yourself and a better relationship with your extended family. And I want you to know that um, when my son came out, we had to have some difficult conversations, but we're 10 years in. And I honestly would say on each side of the family, he has tremendous relationships because we were honest. We weren't shaming about it. We were honest about some things that were hard about it, uh, it for us, but without shaming our son. And since we were vulnerable and honest and included them, he has a bigger circle of support. And so that is what I want for your family. So if you are struggling with this, please reach out to me and I would love to help you with your plan. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lift It Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.